stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Welcome back. Well, I, 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 there may be some overlap here, some parallels uh, with this next conversation, what we were just talking about. Uh, the idea of who makes the decision uh, that, that something needs to change, that something is offensive and needs to change. This next conversation, though, revolves around the decision around historical figures and to what extent uh, they should still be honored Uh, Despite the passage of time, maybe leading to some reconsideration of who they were, what they represented. Uh, Take, for example, Canada's first prime minister, Sir John A. Macdonald, you know, one of the founders of this country, someone who was uh, a political giant of his era, a historical figure, if ever there was one. But he has a complicated legacy. There's been an ongoing debate here in Calgary, as there's been in many other communities across the country, on to what extent he should still be honored. Honored with statues, honored by having buildings named after him. There is, of course, a school in the Northwest here in Calgary, Sir John A. Macdonald School. Uh, there was a push on to rename that school. And we've seen that elsewhere in the country. But how do Canadians feel about all of this? I don't know if this is the kind of thing that should be decided by uh, a referendum or a sense anyway of how the public feels about it, but I do think it is worth knowing. There's a new poll out, a poll done for Post Media by Leger, which finds that Canadians are not supportive of this push to purge these memorials or remove these names. A leisure poll conducted for Post Media found that a majority of Canadians oppose the nationwide trend toward purging memorials, to figures with questionable biographies. And it's not necessarily because they favor a whitewashed version of Canadian history, but exactly the opposite, a national story that confronts the evils of its players rather than trying to bury them. 44% wanted a version of history that told the good and the bad, but didn't pretend that the country's key framers did not have a positive role in history. Now, the 30% opposed what they call a rewriting of history, just because the figures involved do not look good by today's standards. So where does or where should this leave the debate? Well, our next guest had an interesting piece uh, on what this poll represents and has certainly been uh, following all of this very closely. Uh, Patrice Dutille is a professor of politics and public administration at Ryerson University, a senior fellow at the McDonald Laurier Institute, McDonaldLaurier.ca. Obviously, two big names from history. Uh, professor Dutille, thank you for joining us here. Welcome to the program. My pleasure. My pleasure. So let me get your initial impressions. What, what did you make of these, uh, these poll results, first of all? Well, I, I thought that given the context, the poll results are very encouraging for people like me who still think that uh, there is a great benefit in remembering the people of the past, remembering especially the people who had an outsized influence on shaping Canadian Canadian life, such as Johnny McDonald. Uh, the, the 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 poll the poll results showed that uh, as you said uh, people like Johnny McDonald are immensely respected still and what I find remarkable is you know given the the last five years of of unmitigated hate towards Johnny McDonald it's a remarkable result you'd think that uh, given that the news on John A has been so bad and so unrelenting over the last five years that uh, people would be scratching their heads and 
uh, dismissing him and, and dismissing his importance, but it's quite the contrary. They still want to have Johnny McDonald around. They want him to be remembered mm-hmm. uh, for the good that he did. And uh, they are not at all uh, in favor of people who are renaming schools without due process. Yeah, I mean, you know, not only is he one of the most recognizable people in Canadian history, as, as one would expect, but those who have a favorable impression of him, uh, and, and it seems to, you know, cross all kinds of different demographics here, the, the numbers are pretty high. Yes, yes, yes. <clears throat> I mean, it does cut across demographics, although, as I point out in my article, uh, there's no doubt that younger people um, are, are less, are, are much less aware of John A. McDonald. Right. So they, they, they really have no answer to give uh, when you ask them, you know, what is, what is John A. McDonald actually accomplish? Uh, because we don't teach John A. McDonald in schools in Canada anymore. Um, you know, there are results in Quebec, for example, that show that John A. McDonald is not known at all. That's not surprising because they haven't taught Canadian history back for 60 years now. But when you have results that really show a really poor understanding of McDonald in Atlantic Canada, you've got to scratch your head. Uh, in Western Canada, John A. McDonald is very much uh, uh, somebody to be remembered. They, Westerners do have a good idea of, of, of John A. McDonald's importance, and, and I find that to be, uh, to be gratifying. A lot, older people certainly do. But what, what was interesting about the results is that uh, of that poll by Leger is that uh, people who identify as black, indigenous, people of color, also recognize Johnny McDonald as important and worthy of, of recognition in proportions exactly the same as any other Canadian. So I find that to be really remarkable. And again, given the context of five years of unmitigated hate, I just find that amazing. That is quite something. Um, you, you also touched on what seems, I don't know if it's a paradox, but it's, it's interesting to me that, you know, a lot of younger people just don't know who John A. McDonald is. Uh, but you have the odd no. situation where you've got kids in certain parts of the country who might go to a school named after John A. McDonald who don't know yeah. and who aren't being taught who he is. And maybe that's part of the problem that, you know, simply naming a building after somebody is not a good way of preserving the history. It doesn't convey anything about, you know, who they were or what they did. You are absolutely right. Uh, I think that, you know, our politicians, but before our politicians, the parents in the community, people in the community have to wake up to the notion that we are not teaching Canadian history anymore, that the Canadian history that we're teaching is, is very light, uh, it's meant not to offend anybody. Uh, you know, it, it, it's in competition with all sorts of other subjects, and we don't teach it. We don't. You know, most provinces in this can in this country do not require a high school credit in Canadian history. Okay, and I'm looking at you, Alberta. <laughs> you don't mm-hmm. require a Canadian history uh, course in high school to graduate. Come on. Uh, you know, this isn't right. And so, you know, when, when we ask young people, how come you don't know about John A. McDonald? They can turn back and say to us, well, it's because we're not being taught, because you guys are not insisting on history being taught in our, your own schools. So there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of issues here where we have taken for granted the historical um, figures of our past. We don't talk about it. When was the last time you heard anybody talk about John A. McDonald or any other historical figure? coming out of a politician's mouth. I know Mr. Kenny likes to talk about history, but, you know, name me somebody else. No, that's a reality. It's that we never do. Or certainly the Premier of Ontario, Doug Ford, never talks about history. We don't appreciate our own past. We give a terrible example in that way. And it's not surprising to see that, again, 
a lot of people just don't know John A. But I don't want to I don't want to lose sight of the fact of that this poll does give us some good news that despite the neglect, there are still a lot of Canadians who really do uh, value the past, want to have, as you say, a serious discussion of the past, not just some biased diatribe, but a real discussion of the good and the bad mm-hmm. and take the good and the bad. Well, and I think a lot of it stems from, you know, just an appreciation of Canada. And in the recognition that John A. Macdonald was our first prime minister, the recognition that he played a key role in the founding of this country, maybe that speaks to where there's just some some built-in affinity for the man, even if he was flawed in many ways. And I'm sure you could have found even his political opponents of the day who thought he was you know, a terrible person, right? But, but you know, regardless of that, the fact is that John A. was elected, re-elected six times. Yep. And his government was re-elected you know, with 50% of the population, of the voting population, that, that John A. increased the number of voters by 40% in 1885. You know, he did a lot of things that were, that were wrong, that we see today as wrong. And there's no denying that. There's absolutely no denying that. Nobody denies it. But there's still a heck of a lot of good to what this man did. And I think that to erase his name from, from schools is a terrible mistake. Instead, we should be teaching more intensely people like Johnny McDonald, not just him, but the people around him. Uh, and, and, you know, again, build that respect for our past. We're, we're losing the sight. We're losing sight of our past, what's good in our past, what, what, it, what our forefathers have built, uh, sweated on to create something that they could leave to their kids. We're the beneficiaries of that. It's not a perfect country. Nobody says it is. But my goodness, we keep trying. And, and I think that we follow the example of our forefathers in that regard, and I think we can't forget them for that. What well, is interesting, because if we're not going to change how we teach history, uh, and we're going to start taking these names off the buildings, I, I think it does make it less likely that you know, future generations are really going to know much about these figures, which I, I think would be a real shame. Uh, ultimately, I think so too. I mean, you know, there's only so many buildings to go around, and, and there's a lot of important you know, figures from history. So... You know, putting this debate aside, I mean, obviously, we need to do a much better job of ensuring that these lessons are, are taught, that all of this is passed on, that 100 years from now, people will know who Johnny McDonald was, people will know who Louis Riel was, you know, and, and a whole a whole list of, of important Canadian figures, right? We can, we can use every aspect of our public infrastructure. I mean, you know, how many Elm Streets do you need? How many yes. Oak Streets <laughs> do you need? Why not start naming streets after historical characters people of our past you know and it can be you know make it inclusive make it you know make it multi-dimensional make it representative of the of the rich tapestry of of canadians and and you know why not name streets after uh war heroes you know there are lots of them that you know there are the city of oshawa for example in ontario decided to do this years ago they the new streets all bear the names of fallen soldiers from the area i think it's a wonderful a wonderful thing but you know let's include women let's include indigenous people let's include immigrants let's include artists and athletes and you know and make the streets worthy of a name and then use every street name as a page in a history book so that you know you, you can have a conversation you can have a conversation oh i just crossed well we're having a debate here in toronto i just crossed dundas street well who is henry dundas well you know there's an important character who did shape a part of Upper Canada. We're having a big debate in Toronto about this. But the whole, the whole thing is about an attitude towards history. And I think that, you know, I'm with those who, who support the notion that history should be a living thing, that we should be talking about it, that we should be debating it, um, and never accepting the notion that 
you know, we should erase somebody's name uh, off a street or a building who's been there for a long time, unless you have a really compelling reason. And I mean a really compelling reason to remove it. And I think that vague accusations, uh, especially in the case of Johnny McDonald, simply, simply doesn't do. It's interesting. And it's funny you mentioned Toronto because there was just the story uh, just this week that uh, a statue of Alexander Wood was just very Indeed. abruptly taken down in Toronto's uh, gay district. And, and there's yeah. a really fascinating history there, but it, it kind of speaks to what, what you were just talking about. Well, you know, it's an interesting case because uh, this was a man who was identified, you know, 15 years ago as a great champion of gay rights. And uh, it turns out that he had some views uh, that today are simply not acceptable. And, you know, I just don't know enough about him to be able to, to make a judgment. But, you know, I have to say, this, the, the monument that was put up uh, in his honor had a certain swagger uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> that was compelling. It was so not Toronto. <laughs> it was so not Toronto. I mean, uh, you know, it, it was patterned after somebody else. But this, you know, this was a, a Torontonian from the early 19th century. Like, you know, it's got the cape and the, the stride, and it had a real panache to it. Uh, but Alexander Wood is no longer uh, there, and um, it, that's too bad. We, we've lost a pretty monument, is what I'm saying. We've lost a, a pretty monument. What it stood for um, is obviously... Well, again, not obviously. The, the whole thing behind this was done in secret. I accept that the gay community has turned its back on his, this hero of theirs that was 10 years ago. Um, I accept that. But, you know, I, I would have liked to see a real debate about it, and it wasn't debated, Not certainly not to my knowledge. Um, and I watch these things pretty carefully. So I just wish, you know, I just wish there was a better debate. And I think that that goes for all these renamings. We, you know, we've had a couple of schools renamed. There's no debate. The school principal decides that the name's going to change, and people sort of say, okay, they go along with it. That, that, that's not acceptable. Um, there has to be a real debate. Yeah, that seems reasonable. Uh, we'll leave it there for now. As mentioned, your latest uh, uh, on all of this, it's up at mcdonaldlaurier.ca. Uh, Patrice Dutille, thank you so much for joining us here today. appreciate it. My pleasure. Take all care. The best. Bye-bye. Take care. Uh, that is Patrice Dutille. As mentioned, the senior fellow of the McDonald Laurier Institute, professor of politics and public administration at Ryerson University, another institution, I guess, that's kind of at the center of all of this uh, over its name. But I think what he's saying is, why don't instead of fewer names from the past, let's do more? Like, I wouldn't object to the idea of, you know, taking the name off Sir John McDonald's school and, and putting a, the name of a you know, prominent First Nations leader of the past and instead. Okay. But you can do both. There's a lot of schools in a city like Calgary. There's a lot of streets in a city like Calgary. A lot of buildings, public buildings in a city like Calgary. There's a lot of ways to do more of this instead of doing less of it. And, and but also make sure that people understand. I mean, do people even know that Deerfoot's named after somebody? You know, let alone a figure like Johnny McDonald. I suspect most of you listening right now have a pretty good knowledge of who Johnny McDonald was. Why a school would be named after him in the first place. You went down to uh, Johnny McDonald's school in the Northwest. Would kids even know? Kids even have any idea what all the the fuss is about? So, sure, okay, we take the name off the school. That doesn't fix that lack of knowledge and understanding, does it? Anyway, your thoughts on all of this, 403-974-8255. We're back with more right after this. 
Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.